Did you know that 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100K yearly, and only 4.2% of women hit 1 million in annual revenue? Well, Cubicle to CEO is a media company elevating the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs through their award-winning podcast of the same name, digital programs, live events, and community of 50,000 plus. Their mission is to make mentorship more accessible to masses so all women everywhere can pursue what's possible. Personally, listening to other entrepreneurs and change makers has been a huge motivation in my life. Now, that's part of why I joined the Dangerous to Ride podcast to hear and learn from others. Cubicle to CEO, hosted by Ellen Yin, is a weekly show bringing you case study interviews with leading entrepreneurs and CEOs so you can borrow a specific new revenue growth strategy from each guest that has already been successfully implemented in their own business. Skip the expensive and time-consuming learning curve of testing what actually works by learning from the best and brightest business mentors every Monday. You'll especially love Ellen's transparent quarterly income report episodes where she shares exactly what her media company makes, spins, and profits every 90 days. Listen to episode 125 on Cubicle to CEO and get a detailed breakdown of the seven revenue streams that generated $746,000 for her business in 2021. Want to borrow the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to past income reports on Cubicle to CEO today. Plus, receive free access to your first 10K a month masterclass and a bonus workbook by going to our special link, zen.ai slash genzceo. And that's zen.ai slash genzceo. Hello, everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Gen Zers to Rise. Today, we have Logan Gulef, an author, entrepreneur, and chef. He won Master Chef in 2014 and was featured in Time Magazine as one of the 30 most influential teens. In addition to that, Logan won a Teen Choice Award in 2019. Okay, so I have a question. Would you say that you have like a bougie palate, like you only eat kind of like more higher end food or are you enjoying Taco Bell every now and again? Uh, I'll be honest, I, I eat quite a bit of Taco Bell. Uh, I, 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 I'm not a snob, you know, that's, that's a common misconception is, you know, chefs are, are all, you know, once they get good, they're all snobby and they're all like, well, you know, this was no good great. I cannot eat it. This is garbage, you know, <laughs> you know how they are. And, you know, I do have those moments, not gonna lie. That happens to me sometimes, but you know, I, I still chat out on Taco Bell. I still eat mom's cooking. I, I can understand the flaws in, in dishes and things and, and move past it, you know. After a certain point, you have to accept it as, you know, well, this is the best I'm going to get. And is it perfect? No. Do I know it's not perfect? Yeah. Can I make it perfect? Probably. Do I want to? No. <laughs> so once you go through those checklists, then you can kind of get there. And, and yeah, I mean, 
Um, I would say um, I'm not too snobby. I mean, I eat fast food. I eat what I have to. And, you know, I, I like what I like. I like, you know, sushi. I like Japanese food. I like good food. You know, if it's, if it's done right, you know, it can be simple. One time I had this salad and the salad dressing was perfectly balanced between oil and vinegar. And um, I think he had like some kind of herbs in it, some fresh herbs. And it was just the perfect balance. And it was just the salad dressing with a sandwich. And the sandwich is pretty good too. But sometimes it's just understanding the, the quality of simplicity that really makes me happy. And that's something that I look for. Um, you know, I do get disappointed by food pretty often. And it's just kind of a fact of it. And, you know, do I enjoy eating all the time? No, not really. You know, there's sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, man. What happened here? We got this pizza. You took it out of the oven because you forgot the pepperoni. You put the pepperoni on. You put it back in the oven. I can tell. I know how it's done. I know what happened. So, like, come on, man. But other times, you know, I can enjoy food and I can, you know, have a shawarma, have a gyro, have whatever it is and just be like, man, this is delicious. This is great. You know, the balance is good. And and sometimes, you know, I have Popeye's, you know, I, I do the Mardi Gras mustard, chicken tenders mild red beans and rice you know i got my orders down um i don't really do a lot of mcdonald's you know mcdonald's is one of those ones that's kind of iffy for me you know sometimes i gotta i gotta kind of be in a mood for mcdonald's to be able to be like okay i'll do it but i can do taco bell i can do you know popeye mcdonald's is always just like late at night or like i feel like it's, when you've been having like a bad road day trip. <laughs> yeah like you know mom says oh well you know there's we're, we're at exit number 55 here and the next one's and you know 10 miles are you hungry and you're like man looks like i'm getting you know quarter pounder deluxe yeah so well i kind of want to talk about your technology era uh <laughs> you recently became the first chef to offer an nft dining experience and we've all seen how popular nfts have become lately why do you decide to be a part of this world? Um, well, I feel like, you know, since I'm always trying to be on the cutting edge of food and I'm always trying to, you know, push the envelope of recipes, push the envelope of, of food and, and try to make, you know, really good dishes, really fun flavors, really kind of keeping everything fresh all the time. I realize, like, you know, NFTs are a great opportunity, you know, they're an opportunity to see how food fits in with, you know, art and technology. And... You know, that, that was kind of what I thought. And so I was like, well, you know, there's all these NFTs. They're going crazy. Taco Bell put out an NFT. So I got to put out an NFT. You know, if Taco Bell puts out an NFT of a taco, like, all right. <laughs> that that was the moment that got me. When, when I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm going to do my own. Because, you know, if you can have a Taco Bell NFT, you can have a Logan NFT. And, uh, you know, I think I, I probably should make some more. But, you know, one of the things about the NFT world is... You know, it's very different because you got a lot of different people talking into it, and there's a lot of you know rug pulls and stuff. And, and I, I read, I read quite a lot about it. Uh, I watch quite a lot of videos about it. And you know, there's a lot of of you know that internet culture that goes in between you know gaming and NFTs and cryptocurrency. And then you know the cryptocurrency bros are all like investors, like trying to make money and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, I'm making all this money, 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 money. And then you've got the gamers who are just like, you know, you're co-opting our technology. This is our stuff. You know, the blockchain's cool and all that. And, and you know, we're into like 
hacking and and virtual PCs and Linux and all that kind of stuff. And, and and we're doing the Bitcoin miners and and now we're buying up all the graphics cards. I'm like, oh my god, I can't buy a, I can't buy a laptop because everybody's buying the graphics cards. So there's no graphic cards to put in my laptop. Oh my god, this sucks. So you know, for me at least, I think you know making an NFT and and you know putting food in there from the from the get go, it's cool. It's it's different, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. As you said, there are different goals for the use of NFTs. We had a guest talking about social change application that they were offering NFTs in exchange to promote, you know, organic uh, food or actions that can be taken to preserve the environment. And like your approach is much different. You wanted to try it to figure out how the world is moving on with the, this technology. Yeah, and one of the things about it is, you know, I, I can kind of see a world where, you know, we're all plugged into the matrix and, and you know, if you buy one of my dishes and I'm, I'm either, you know, dead or something, then you have a limited dish and then it, it shows up in the virtual world and you're, you're eating my food and, and you've bought this, this very specific meal and I see people enjoying it. And it's just one of those things that, you know, if you don't like start at the ground floor and like start to play around in it, then there's no way that you're going to get to the point where, you know, you're fully in the virtual reality and, and you have your food being served and auctioned and sold and, and traded, you know, oh yeah, well, you know, I've got two, um, Gordon Ramsay dishes and I'll trade you the, the, uh, the beef Wellington, my copy of beef Wellington for your copy of, uh, Logan's beef salad. And we're going to do this trade. You know, I see that as being one of the futures of, of where food could go and how it can fit into the metaverse and virtual reality and, and once it gets there. So I think by, you know, positioning food already kind of in the conversation, it really allows um, a lot more fun. Also, you know, when you're talking about the metaverse and you're talking about all this stuff, one of the most favorite, one, one of everybody's favorite things to do is to go to a restaurant. So of course you're going to want to go to a virtual restaurant. And so then are you going to have a virtual restaurant chain of Logan's restaurants that are made just to be visited in the metaverse and then you get this meta food and and what does that look like and how, how would that work? And so by like starting and, you know, getting your feet wet and, you know, saying, well, you know, I know this isn't really the most right now, but it's a start. And to be like at the start of the start is really where you want to be. So that's kind of what I see and how I'm positioning myself to get there. So it's not really um, entirely about, you know, oh, yeah, I've got this NFT dining experience. It's more of, you know, well, if I, I start playing around with NFT dining experiences, then eventually I'll get to the point where I'll have more and I'll be I'll already have worked with the systems. I'll already have experience I'll already be right where I want to be. So I just see it as kind of like, you know, putting a small seed in the future, you know, as, you know, is this going to happen? It could not happen, you know. It's it's all just kind of a, a big question mark as to, you know, what's going to happen with it. So um, by saying, you know, all right, I'll buy a couple of Bitcoin now. We'll see what happens. And, you know, maybe it'll grow into, you know, what Bitcoin grew into, you know. Yeah, exactly. Metaverse is a huge conversation, 
many things can, can become true and I love your passion about how you can integrate food to this virtual world. I can't wait to see it become a reality one day. And we're arriving in my favorite questions. What are your plans for the future? Do you have any exciting new projects coming soon? Uh, well, right now, uh, I am going to college out in California, and that's that's very fun. So I, I am doing that. And, um, you know, work out stuff, you know, always trying to, trying to get the ball rolling on things. And uh, I'm working on this uh, summer camp, which is going to be pretty fun. It's this uh, Baiju summer camp, and I'm just doing a little cooking demonstration and cooking lesson uh, for kids this summer. It's going to be really great. And, you know, just trying to keep at it, keep making recipes, keep doing what I'm doing. Um, You know, that's one of the big things about, you know, cooking is that you got to keep on it. You know, you always have to, like, have a new dish. You always have to make something. And it it adds a certain amount of creativity and fun. And, you know, with cooking projects, each one has a different goal. So sometimes it's to make something easy to make. Sometimes it's just to make something super delicious. Sometimes it's to make something that's replicatable. And sometimes when you're in the process of doing this, you come across something that's like really amazing. And then you're like, oh man, I can't give that away. That's That happens to me quite a bit because I'll be like creating and I'll be like, all right, well, this is too good to give away. So I got to keep it. So I got to come up with something else to give away. So, oh my God, what am I going to do now? So I, I sometimes do my creative like two or three times because I just come up with something. I'm like, oh man, that is so good. And I'm like, well, do I want that for a future restaurant, a future food truck? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do about it? And I'm like, oh man, I got to I gotta remake this. I got to start again. And so I start again and then I'm like, all right, well, this is good enough. All right, I can give this away. Or maybe I'll come up with another thing that I just love. And I'm like, oh no. So it does happen like that. And, uh, you know, I, I have some dreams for, you know, um, getting my spice blends out there, you know, just kind of getting some products, doing some stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of things about, you know, the business side of it is you never know what's going to come through and what falls through, you know. So you can talk about something and then all of a sudden, you know, at the last minute, contract vanishes, company goes under. You're like, oh, my God, I, I hyped this up for so long and then boom, gone. So it's one of those things that you have to keep in mind uh, as a creator, as somebody dealing with the business aspect of it, that, you know, sometimes things fizzle out, sometimes things don't happen, and to understand and accept that. And I think that that's something that's pretty hard for a lot of, you know, people still trying to get into it, is to realize like, oh man, you know, I'm just so bummed out that this happened, or this didn't happen, that... Uh, it's very hard to recover. So I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to people is, you know, don't don't always 100%, you know, buy into it. Like, buy into it, but don't always, you know, hedge all your bets on one thing uh, coming through because sometimes it might not. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, I struggled with in the beginning and I think a lot of people struggle with uh, understanding and accepting that, you know, like, oh, well, maybe this won't, pan out so that's one of the things is you might have you know 10 projects in the works but maybe only one of them sees the light of day so um that's just kind of how it is well okay i had two quick questions really quick so where are you what are you going to school for 
All right. So uh, I'm going to school for just a business degree because I think uh, that's what I was thinking. Like gives you the most flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just kind of wanted to kind of say like, well, you know, you can trust me with your money. I know what I'm doing. I can run a restaurant. You know, that's kind of one of the biggest things is, you know, to say, well, you know, yeah, I'm a very talented chef. But, you know, let's say that uh, I want to go back to cooking just for my own fun. You know, if I have a business degree, I can, you know, maybe get a day job, maybe do something boring like that. And then, you know, do something else on the side. Or, you know, maybe it's one of those key pieces that can help me, you know, build up into, you know, my dreams of, you know, having a lot of spices, having restaurants, having, you know, cookware, you know, all those big, big dreams. Um, they take little building blocks. And I think, you know, business degree is probably the best building block I can get from college right now. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was like, that makes sense. I'm like, there's no way he's going to get like former years of like culinary school. You don't need Yeah, that. definitely not. Everyone always thinks that. And that's probably the yeah. biggest misconception is, you know, they always think like, oh, Logan, you're going to go to culinary school, right? You're going to culinary school. Well, no, no, I'm not going to culinary school. I don't want to go to culinary school. You know, he's been in culinary school <laughs> for his whole life. <laughs> well, culinary school teaches you a lot about discipline and a lot about technique, but you know, one of the things that it also does is it teaches you the rules of cooking. And and one of the things that I do is I, I cook without rules. I cook without boundaries. And, and you know, to me, there's there's nothing like, you know, oh, well, Logan, this, these ingredients don't go together. I've had chefs tell me that all the time. All the time, I've heard that. You know, all oh, this won't work. All oh, this doesn't go. Uh, you can't put these flavors together. I'm like, watch. I'll do it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So... You know, I've been doing that for a long time. And so one of the things about culinary schools does teach you like, well, you know, this doesn't go with that and that doesn't go with this. And, and, you know, white wine goes with fish. And it's like, well, but what if I want to make red wine with fish? How am I going to go about that? And that's kind of the challenging nature that I bring to food and, and kind of my attitude with it. So I don't think culinary schools for me, that might change. I never know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably the, the one thing that I get asked the most is like, oh, Logan, you're going to culinary school? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I don't want to go. <laughs> no. Switch it up on them, you know? You never yeah, let them know your sure. next move. <laughs> oh, okay, and the last thing, you were talking about, okay, you're doing this uh, camp for kids. What's the age range looking at? Um, that's going to be about, I think that's, uh, I think that's like 9 or 8, 8 to 18 or nine something. Or eight? Oh, 8 to 18. Yeah, okay, it's guys. a pretty large range. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, they're doing a bunch of other creators, presenters and stuff, but uh, I'm doing it. It's pretty fun. Um, doing three dishes, demonstration. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I like to do is I, I do do some cooking classes. I do a lot of demonstrations. I do a lot of cooking. And uh, yeah. I, I love it. So, you know, if I can get, you know, anyone to just kind of follow their passion for food or follow their passion for anything then that'll be great yes well okay where is it going to be well it's not launched yet but it's uh, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, by juice by juice summer camp and of course you know, by juice. yeah follow me on on social media too you know i gotta say that these days but you know yes um i really need to be more dedicated to my social media but um you know we all have oh, our areas of media. We all have our areas of improvement. So, uh, at least mine isn't, you know, always food. 
you know, sometimes it's content creation, video editing. You never know what you need to know to do this stuff. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm shooting this cooking video and I have to edit it. Oh my God, I got to learn Final Cut Pro. And you're like, oh my God. And then you're down the rabbit hole and then boom, now you're a video editor and you're like, oh my God, I've learned all these tips and tricks and transitions and cuts and zoom in, fade out, do this, do that. And then I'm like, oh my God, maybe I should just be a video editor now. I know enough. Let me just put myself on Fiverr or something. Video editor for hire, you know, 50 bucks an hour or whatever. Start that YouTube channel. Start Start a YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I should do more with my YouTube, but uh, I, I do have some animated videos that I've done on the YouTube that are pretty pretty funny, I think. So you can check those out. Well, guys, I think that is the end of today's episode. It was such an honor to feature Logan on our show today. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your passion with us. Um, and guys, um, Logan Gulef is an inspiring young chef for all the ages, awarded with multiple awards. We're going to include Logan's social media handles in the description below. And guys, um, you heard that 8 to 18. I know a lot of our listeners are like 15 to 18. So check it out. We're going to put a social media down below if you're interested at all. And do not forget to install the Changemaker Z app and access exclusive experience and Gen Z articles directly from your favorite smart device. A new update with new features is coming out soon, both on iOS and Android. Till next time, do not forget to change the world. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure to leave us a review. If you want more Changemakers content, you can follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers to Rise and on Facebook at Changemaker Z. Do you want-